Hi filmmakers, Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I'm talking to you from sunny Southern California, and I'd like to welcome you to the show. If you remember a few weeks back, I challenged you um, to call a prospective investor. And since that time, I received a few emails from filmmakers who said that they actually had success. One guy in particular told me that he actually reached out to an old college buddy. Turns out the buddy was now pretty successful, and here's the kicker. The guy's college buddy was thinking about funding a movie. What are the odds? Now, I'm not saying your movie or funding your movie is going to be easy as calling an old friend, but you just never know. And I'm serious about this. The thing is, there's a lot of filmmakers out there who are looking for movie investors. But if you ask me, many of these filmmakers are looking for movie investors in all the wrong places. Here in Los Angeles, I can tell you that most hopefuls hold a misguided belief. Some think that there is some sort of secret list of movie investors. And I got good news. There is a list of movie investors, and, and they're not so secret. Are you ready for it? The popular movie investors are Universal, Paramount, and Fox. Or the investment firms that get behind Universal, Paramount, and Fox to fund their movies. Um, <laughs> but I know I'm adding a little bit of humor here. You know, that's the studio system, right? Studios make movies. That's what they do. Um, but the problem is everybody wants a piece of the studio action. And yes, navigating the studios is one way to find movie investors. But the problem is it's impractical. And a lot of times going to a studio is slow, especially for newbies that don't have a lot of connections. Um, so I'm going to once again invite you to look elsewhere to get to the next level with your career. There are many movie investors here in Los Angeles. That's an absolute fact. But there are prospective business investors in just about every state, and I would venture to say every country on earth. In fact, a recent article in the LA Times said that there are now 9.63 million millionaires in the United States. You'll probably want to Google that to verify. But this means that you don't have to look very far to find these people. The challenge is making time to reach through your network to find out who you need to telephone. And assuming you get traction, your next goal is to convince a traditional investor that movies are a good idea. So here are two tools that can help you find perspective in movie investors. Number one is your network. Number two is your telephone. Now when I tell you to leverage your network, I mean just that. You may not know this, but you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that is considered an accredited investor. Once again, if you don't know what the word accredited investor means, go ahead and Google accredited investor. You'll figure out what that means. But once you locate prospective movie investors, your next goal is to grab your phone. Then you want to call their professional office asking for a meeting. In the world of sales, this is known as a cold call. It's cold because these people don't know you, and so you're calling them cold. And while this type of telephone prospecting can feel a bit scary at times, and I know we've talked about this before in previous podcasts, you got to take comfort in the fact that your prospective investor gets these types of calls every single day. In fact, this is similar to any entrepreneur working to get a startup off the ground. Your startup just happens to be your independent film. And like any startup entrepreneur, you are approaching prospects. But from their perspective, you, your movie, and your business is a new concept. 
As a consequence, many of your first meetings will be spent educating and building trust. And this could mean a very long process. It's during this time that many filmmakers simply give up. They pull the plug on prospecting too early, they lose momentum, and they fail to get their movie funded. And I'm sad to say this, but many filmmakers will quit at the first challenge. Think about it. Maybe you make a telephone call to a prospective movie investor and he fails to return the call. Or you get hung up on uh, his or her assistant saying he's in a meeting. Every time you call, he just he's always in a meeting. And you call back days later and he's still in a meeting. Or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's marital problems. Maybe it's a hangover. Maybe they had a really long weekend in Vegas and they went to some rodeo and they got drunk. And they made a fool of themselves. Not that I would know anything about that. But who knows? But you can't take rejection personally. Not ever. Or you'll never make progress. And if you've never cold called a prospect before, you may give up before you even start. One reason prospective investors do not invest is because of risk. Even though that you are convinced that you have the next paranormal activity, many movie investors will think differently about your project. Odds are good they are comparing your movie to other less risky investments like real estate or the stock market. To mitigate risk, you need to include elements that attract an audience. Now, I talk a lot about this in my guide to distribution. You've heard me talk about it before. If this is your first podcast, please visit howtosellyourmovie.com, howtosellyourmovie.com, H-O-W-T-O-S-E-L-L-Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-I-E.com, howtosellyourmovie.com, and grab a copy of my guide. Actually, it's a membership. You'll get a username and a password and go through all the modules, but For the sake of this conversation, just know this. It is important to know that having a name talent, having name talent, at least on some scale in your movie, whether or not it's a YouTuber talent or Tom Cruise, you know, as well as a clear marketing plan, that can help put your prospective movie investors at ease because those things help get butts in the seats. They help you sell more copies of your movie. And the more units of your movie you sell, the less... uh, Risk your project presents and the more um, room for reward there is. So let me talk really briefly about crowdfunding. Um, In these podcasts, you hear me talk a lot about traditional investing, and you're probably wondering why I hardly ever talk about crowdfunding. Well, um, I I go a lot by what my buddy Tom Malloy says. Now, Tom Malloy's raised over $25 million to fund his movies, and he's mentioned to me on numerous occasions that the, the, the amount of effort that you put in a crowdfunding campaign, you know, if you were to use the same effort, you could probably raise more money just going after prospective investors if you picked up the phone. Um, but that's a conversation for another time. Let's talk about crowdfunding for the sole purpose to prove a concept. And in fact, from this perspective, the other part of your initial plan should absolutely involve crowdfunding. Crowdfunding allows you to pitch your movie ideas to crowds of people online who are enthusiastic about backing movie projects. Now, many filmmakers try to raise their entire budget via crowdfunding, and not surprising, they fail. I do not recommend this. Instead, consider limiting your crowdfunding campaign to a few thousand dollars. Why would I recommend this? Because if your movie has a real budget, you are going to need real money outside of the crowds. In this context, the more important reason to utilize crowdfunding is to test your movie concept and source your initial audience. Going into a pitch with a prospective movie investor is much stronger with a successful crowdfunding campaign under your belt. 
We just tested our concept and pre-sold over 1,000 units. That's a pretty strong thing to say to an investor. And plus, you're going to feel very enthusiastic about it too. And enthusiasm gives you confidence and enthusiasm is contagious. It's a great selling point. A successful crowdfunding campaign allows you to prove there is an interest for your movie in the marketplace. And because you've already garnered a few thousand dollars, you now have a much greater incentive to finish what you start. Now, you wouldn't want to let your backers down, right? So let me get one thing straight. While there are no guarantees in business, especially in the independent movie business, having the ability to test your concept, to source an initial audience, and set up shop in the many popular video-on-demand marketplaces, you know, these factors might just help you move prospective movie investors to actually invest now instead of waiting until times are better later. So there's a lot of resources out there. Um, I already mentioned one at howtosellyourmovie.com. And let me mention another one uh, for those of you that are just interested in learning the film financing portion of our discussion. Uh, please visit filmfinanceguide.com filmfinanceguide.com. That's brought to you by Tom Malloy. Uh, he's a buddy of mine, and like I said, he's raised over $25 million for movies. Um, you should probably learn from people that have done it. So um, this has been another Filmmaking Stuff podcast. Uh, as always, you can reach me, Jason, at filmmakingstuff.com. And in the meantime, I just urge you to take action and make your movie now.